Hey, everybody, we are back uh, with an episode of Working It Out that I wanted to re-air today because I just watched the Michael J. Fox movie, which is called Still. It is directed by Davis Guggenheim. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, it's gorgeous, just a gorgeous documentary. It's about uh, his life growing up in Canada, uh, moving to Los Angeles, being completely broke and auditioning for things for a few years and then all of a sudden uh, having everything happen all at once being in Back to the Future and being on Family Ties and everything else Um, we have this great conversation uh, in this episode and we recorded this last summer and and it's, we talk about his his challenges with Parkinson's and, and also the amazing work that his foundation, MichaelJFox.org, the Fox Foundation does for Parkinson's research. They've, they've raised over a billion dollars uh, for Parkinson's research. I have uh, supported them uh, and continue to support them. I think it's a great group. I actually recorded um, a voiceover recently for an animation they did about the relationship and the correlation between REM behavior disorder, which is what I have, uh, and Parkinson's um uh, which uh, you should check out if you're able to. It's on michaeljfox.org. One cool thing this summer is that we started posting the full video of the episodes. This is something you've asked for. You folks who listen to the show have said, how come these? there's just clips of the show? What about the full video? And we've worked really hard to put up. We have two episodes now that are up. Ira Glass and Elise Myers, they're on YouTube. And you can subscribe to our channel. And, uh, yeah, we're really proud of it. We think it, it looks great, sounds great, and um, you can like and subscribe and all that. All the things that one does on YouTube. Um, and I'm doing a bunch of shows this summer. I'm going to be in Sag Harbor, which is in the Hamptons. I'm going to be in Levittown, New York, on Long Island. I'm going to be in New Brunswick, New Jersey, uh, at, at a club that I, I've played a ton over the years. I'm in the early stages of working out my next hour of comedy. And it's super, the shows are super fun. I mean, some people like these versions of the show. My wife, Jenny, recently said to me when she saw me in Providence, she goes, I like these shows as much as the finished shows because they're so just like spontaneous and unique. And, and, and also none of the stuff will ever be said again the way that I say it because it's the, the, tons of improvisation and new jokes and, and all this kind of stuff. So so come check it out. All that's on burbigs.com. And, uh, but today on the show, um, I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. Um, some of it, if you if there's part of it you don't understand, on our website, burbigs.com, we've posted a transcript of the episode so you can follow along. Enjoy my conversation with the great, the legend, Michael J. Fox. I, I want to recommend people that your recent book because it's funny and it's uh, definitely a good thing for people who are struggling with adversity because you actually, you know, you have a you 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 go there to the dark places, but then you come out the other side. Yeah. How do you think you get there? Because it's like I I feel like there it's like how few people would be diagnosed with Parkinson's and their instinct would be. Well, I'm going to try to cure Parkinson's. <laughs> like, to me, it would be like the ultimate excuse for why not to do anything. Were that, were that the case, I, I, I agree. It would have been, uh, 
things, but it was an evolution of, of, of behavior and a thought and a reaction and attitude about it, which was um, first time I was diagnosed and I, and I kind of, the first thing I had to do was square with Tracy and find out we were okay. And if she was okay, and, and she had no idea, of course, and she said she was okay, but, but would have been forgiven if she two weeks later said enough of this, uh, but, but we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know we Parkinson's vaguely as a, as a, as a geriatric disease that, that, that some people had like Muhammad had it, but that was considered to an extent pugilistic dementia. And, and it was all this stuff that I was trying to figure out. And in the meantime, I, I hit, I hit for seven years. I have seven years. I did, I worked and I did my stuff and no, I didn't tell anybody. The doctor told me that I had 10 years left to work. I was diagnosed. Oof. So, so uh, yeah, it was a big shot. I was 29 years old. And I had a lot of stuff going on. And, um, and so I really freaked out and I just signed a big contract to do like a, a bunch of movies for a bunch of money. And, and it's just all irrational thinking and, and, and crazy thinking. And, um, and so it's after a period of about seven years, I went through all kinds of stuff. I went through, um, I went through figuring out I quit drinking, which was not an effective tool in dealing with Parkinson's. Uh, and then I had a great moment with Tracy where she evaluated my situation and, and, and very calmly, without anger, said, uh, is this what you want? Is this what you want to do? Yeah. And it shook me. It just shook me. And so I dealt, dealt with that, and I dealt with getting sober. And then and I started to understand the disease more. I started talking to more doctors, and I started to talk to, on the slide, more patients. And, and, and she really kept it close. And by the time I had, I had um, released it to the public, I'd gone through these huge evolutions. I quit doing films on, out, out of the country and out of the city. And then did, started to spin city and picked my kids at school every day, with them at home every day, um, went to the movies at night. We, we had a regular life. And that was good. And then, and then, I, and then, and then I started to see opportunities to do stuff. And, and I just I realized that, that I had to devote myself at that time totally to the foundations. Now, it wasn't just like, let's cure this. Um, let's get this done. It, it, was, a, it was a long, it was a, it was a, a, a long trip through the desert. Yeah, yeah. And you like at a certain point the foundation crossed like the one billion dollars raised for Parkinson's research, Mark. I and I, I would say this, I say this with a great deal of pride and a great deal of affection and, and gratitude. Everyone involved. Like a billion dollars, twenty years, we haven't done it yet. Yeah. But but I want to get it done. And and uh, and so I'm very happy that we've raised a billion dollars. We've had really great help from from, from key uh, donors and, and 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 great help from the Parkinson's patients. That was one of the cool things that we did we started out to do to be a research foundation and to be a foundation that 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 was purely focused on the next big breakthrough and and um and that's happened and we've and we've broken some key initiatives and, and helped some drugs to, to market and then those things you expect us to do but one of the things we become is 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 a, is a focal point for the energies of the Parkinson's community of their families of, the, of their children of them themselves whether it's as simple as finding out who's doing a bike on in your neighborhood uh, or, or perhaps a more impacted that in the long run is getting involved in clinical trials. Yeah. And we have a list of clinical trials called trial finder. You can find something in your, your uh, precinct that, that has, um, has opportunities to, to, to be of service. One of the big things we're, we're, we're into and it, it's tricky because it doesn't, it's not a cure per se, but it's, it's close you can get for those undiagnosed. Yeah. So there's a series of symptoms. Uh, yours is one of them. Uh, yeah. Interrupted REM sleeping, and 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 messed up sleeping. Yeah, I I have REM sleep behavior disorder, which I've 
<laughs> documented comedically in a lot of you, places. You actually mentioned why you're passing my experience in the morning the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I should have said hi. You were walking a raccoon and wearing a funny hat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you find that, because uh, I find this with my sleepwalking, is is uh, people think I'm an expert medically and I have to be like, no, 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 I don't know. I don't know half the, you know, I don't know a tenth of the things these people know. I would disagree with you in that to the extent that patients, uh, aside from all the, the, the Latin and the, and the, and the, and the diagrams that you can't make sense of, um, we know more than, than our doctors because we know what it's like to have the disease. Oh, that's funny. We, we know, we know what it is. Like, like, yeah. And, and, and I'm an expert on that. I'm an expert on what it's like to live with Parkinson's. And, and I don't want to forfeit that in any exchange you have with a doctor. I don't want everyone to yield that because, because it's really important. It's really, it's earned and it's, and it's powerful. That's funny. Cause like, I think one of the things, I mean, in addition to the foundation, it was just so impressive. It's like your acting is still great. You have this great line in your book where you go, as an actor, I can convincingly play anyone on earth as long as they have Parkinson's <laughs> disease, <laughs> which is like, that's a great comedy line. This whole trip has been really weird. And I, like I said, I've had a really tough time in the last few weeks beyond what was in the book. No, I know, I know. I'd heard I'd heard I heard that you had some trouble with your hand recently. Yeah. You know, things like antibiotics and 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 one size fits all kind of thing when you go and take it to a hospital. And God bless them all. They they they're great and they work really hard. But for example, Parkinson's, they don't know what Parkinson's meant to do. So they don't know they don't, mm-hmm. and they and they have a patient that will not that is request uh, requested minimum. I, I don't drink, so I don't, I don't like narcotics. I don't like morphine. I don't like oh, I, I don't like any of that stuff. I don't. I don't want to name my body. I don't want them to make me yeah. succumb to their their whims without being messed up for three months. Yeah. And and um and so then what happens is they they, they medicate you lightly and it's nice, but you start to move a little bit. Yeah. They have to hit that and hit that, and 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 then you you're kind of in another realm and you're not dealing with. Your initial issue, whatever it was, you're dealing with with drugs or or, or Parkinson's is hard for people to figure out. Yeah, yeah, and, and so they don't know how to deal with it. They, say they. There's a tendency to not know how to deal with that set of issues. Yeah, a hand injury. My my doctor will say, "Be still." It's supposed to be still. That'd be great. You figure that one out. Give me a call. <laughs> You figure that one out, you let me know. (laughs) I think one of the things that's remarkable, though, is like you're on Curb Your Enthusiasm, you're on, you know, Rescue Me and and Good Wife with, you know, with some of the symptoms. And I think what's remarkable as an actor, I'm looking at you going like, well, you're still a better actor than me. <laughs> and like, I, I got it all. I got all the faculties. I'm banging on all the cylinders. You got to deal with all this, all this shit. It's like, what, what as an actor are you held back from? Do- Is there anything that you're held back from doing that you couldn't do before? Yeah. I have a significant block with, with the last thing I did. Um, I, I was cruising along doing the good wife and, 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 and Larry's show and all this other stuff. I'm really loving it. And loving that, that idea that everybody has Parkinson's or that, or that, like, it, or that I can do anything as long as I have Parkinson's. Two thoughts are related. Everybody has Parkinson's. Everybody has some shit. You know, yes, everyone has something. Stuff, yep. they, stuff they do that they, they, they not do. 
And I'm, uh, and, and so everybody's got this thing they're working on. But I, I'm curious, like as an actor, like so much of it is observation and then observation, viewing, you know, seeing how people behave and then acting. And it's like, well, that's the key thing. You can see past the Parkinson's, you can see past the other issues that they may have. And you see the central, the central actory and group. Yeah, yeah. But to find the central truth, to find the essential truth of that character. And this guy's afraid. I, I, I do that, and I, and I look at that, and it's really a lot of fun. Like, I love playing this guy on, on Good Wife, who was um, just, yeah, just evil. <laughs> I mean, it's really hard to, to grab what this guy did, but he played on people's emotions, played on their, their, their sympathies, yeah. played on their best intentions. Yeah. He just, he just mutilated them with it. And, and then uh, when I did, I used to go spinoff from Good Wife, which was a uh, good, good, uh, good fight. Good fight. Um, I couldn't remember the lines. And I just had this blank where I couldn't remember the lines. Oh. And, and it was strange because I was with family times they used to give me the script and I go, I'm in. Mallory got off the phone. And then wow. I knew it like in an instant. And, and, and it continued to be the way for me. I have 70 pages of dialogue on a Alma movie and, and knowing that a, that, a, that a hugely expensive uh, steady cam shot depending on me knowing those lines. Yeah, yeah. trickle of sweat off my brow. But um, it's just uh, like that, and then I, I get to this point. I'm on soundstage in 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 Culver City. I can't get I can't get this line together. It was, it was this legal stuff, and I couldn't. I just couldn't get it. But what was really refreshing was I didn't panic. I didn't freak out. I just went, "What's that? <laughs> Moving on." <laughs> the key element of this process is remembering lines, and I can't do it. And I done a I done a uh, 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 for show in Canada. I presume the last man is standing. You you get it, um, but but uh, so so I had the same problem, and then um and so I was saying about that time I was a big Tarantino fan, and, and a big and a big Brad Pitt fan, and a big um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio fan, and I loved uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Cause a lot of reasons. One was that when I moved out to Hollywood after that, yeah, and and, and experienced a lot of that old Hollywood that doesn't exist anymore. That been said. Was cool about was he was doing a scene in a western show, and, and he couldn't remember his lines. He went back in the dressing room. He was screaming himself. He was like, "You know, <laughs> and he was just tearing into himself in the mirror and, and like drinking and 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 just just a mess." And and I thought about that. I thought I don't want to feel that. So I my am I am I, am I wrong not to feel that? Am I my right? Yeah. Feel that? Like, so, but but here's what it tells me. I don't take on something with a lot of lines because I can't do it. I can't. And, and, and for whatever reason, oh, it's, I can't do the part of it. It's just this, what it is. I can't remember five pages of dialogue. I can't do it. Can't be done. Yeah. So I go to the beach. <laughs> so do you find, you know, it's like they say, that, you know, my Aunt Lucy is blind and she has a better sense of hearing. And people are, you know, sometimes if they don't have their, they're hearing, they have a better sense of sight. Do you feel like from Parkinson's, you have a better sense of like observation or like anything like that? Walking me right into this stuff. It's beautiful. Really? Yeah, great. Well, because one of the things, I don't say this often anymore, and I used to say it all the time. I'm glad that just say it again. I couldn't be still until I couldn't be still. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't gauge what that center of my, of my, of my, uh, of my um, equilibrium was that, that, that like there was a place that I could get to that that was came about and my understanding of it came about because I had purposes. Because it was like saying, I like it with this thing. I don't have that choice anymore. 
I don't have this choice. I don't have that choice. I have other choices. Yeah. And so, and so I just, I couldn't be still and see those choices until I couldn't be still. It was, it was other crap. Yeah. Like the, like the, 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 the peripatetic wanderings and, in, in, in weird flailings and, and body uh, impulses that I, that I feel uh, as a Parkinson's patient, uh, a sober Parkinson's patient are nothing to, compared to the, what I felt as a drunken asshole. Like, I mean, that, that, that was a completely different thing. That I couldn't be still. I mean, I was less still yeah. than, 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 than I am now. As, 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 as I'm moving around, I'm, I hear the ocean here, luckily, and, and, and the light's nice, and, and it's just, I'm going to a friend, and it's all good. It's just, just take this now and enjoy it. So I had this one thing to on the checklist, which is when I was a kid, I wanted to be you as an actor and as an adult. I want to be the kind of person who does the, the kind of things you do with your foundation. And so I wrote, you always try and deflect compliments, So, uh, but I'm requesting that you say thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I so appreciate what you do. And, I, and first of all, you work as an artist. You truly are a, a, a unique informer on our times. And, and, and from your point of view, and what I try to do from my point of view, seems to be a really small corner of the world, uh, uh, um, REM sleep disorder and sleepwalking, a big part of the world. And, and, and you're, you're sharing about it and your insights on it are huge. And, and um, they, they, they help me understand a lot of things about lack of control and, and acceptance and, 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 and family, what family means. And, and so I love, I love the work you're doing and I love Good chance I get to see you. So this is this thing we do in the show called The Slow Round. It's based on sort of memories and things. Do you have a memory from your childhood where it just comes back to you sometimes and you don't even know why? A lot of those. Um, I think it ran in my... Being four years old and walking with my parents to the edge of a pond in our neighborhood, looking for frogs but finding turtles. Just <laughs> for frogs, but I found turtles. Looking for frogs and finding turtles. I found turtles, and then that turtles are really important to me. I have the turtle tattoo, the sea turtle. They didn't have those in the pond in Chilliwack, BC, but but um, turtles, turtles remain important to me. Why? Why are they important to you? Well, this turtle, I have this tattoo, my, which my wife just hates, and uh, so I can't get another one. But but uh, but but I was uh, it was New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety nine into two thousand. It was we were in the in the Caribbean, St. John's, and it was real. I mean, it was real swanky. There were a lot of cool people there. Alan, all the uh, uh, his family, uh, uh, Mel Brooks, all these great people. Yeah. And then we were going into this year, this year in which the world was going to end, and all the computers were going to crash. So I was looking for for some kind of clarity. And I was trying to figure out what to, what to leave the show and start the foundation. And so I, I went swimming in twilight. And you, know, you have a quick swim and then go get ready for the evening. The kids were getting ready. And, um, and uh, I said, I'm going to go for one last snorkel. So I go in the water. I step on the beach. And, and very shortly into my snorkel, this turtle comes out of the reeds. He's like this big, massive turtle. <laughs> and he's missing a chunk out of his fin, and he's got a big scar on his. And I said, this mother has been through it. This guy this has been through yeah. Like, you go back to the little trundle down the beach, like probably 30 years ago, where you get, everyone's getting picked up by ospreys and badgers and stuff. And, 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 and this guy made it. And, he, and there he was in my, in my, in my area. 
like my zone. When I'm, I mean, so I looked at him and swim, swim after for a while. And I just got to this guy was gonna do the next right thing. Yeah, like his only agenda: do the next right thing. Yeah. And I got a little water and I said to Tracy, "I said I'm not leaving the show. I'm gonna do the foundation." Wow. That's how I decision. So I mean, it seems very uh, like self-generated, uh, uh, like lore, but but, <laughs> but 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 it's really what happened. Yeah. What's the best piece of advice that anyone's ever given you that you did that worked? My, my father said to me when I, when I wanted to be an actor and moved to the States, and, and, um, and he had no comprehension. He thought I was a hippie. But I was working, and, and he, he was a military guy. And I was working, and he couldn't, couldn't, he couldn't argue with that. Like, dollars and cents where I was like, as a 17 year old, I was making maybe that $16,000 a, uh, $16, a year. Like, like a good, yeah. good set, a set, set of money. So, that was over the course of all my work. And, and so when I said I wanted to move to Hollywood, he said, well, if you're going to be a lumberjack, you might as well go to the goddamn forest. <laughs> and that was it. That was it. I got it. Um, and, 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 and other people like Jeffrey Katzenberger said to me, when in the bull ring, don't wear red. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and uh, that's what else. Um, it's just, and, and just, uh, it's just about like a lot of program stuff, a lot of, I get into it specifically, but, but a lot of stuff with the program that helped me quit drinking and, and get sober, um, is about acceptance, yeah. about understanding and about, and about, um, uh, just, just like if you accept something doesn't mean you resign to it. You, 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 yeah. You're going to to change it, but if you accept the truth of it first, yeah, this is the truth of my situation. Yeah. Under those terms. But if I look at it from another angle, Gives me opportunities and it gives me all kinds of chances to do things. Yeah, I think that's that's phenomenal advice. I think that's one of the very strange things about this moment in history, in a broad sense, is that the what is true yeah. is is so heavily debated yeah. that none of us can get to acceptance on kind of the worldview yeah. of the whole thing. It's, it's terrible. I mean, right now that you 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 can you can uh, run into a door and it's just. It's, like everything is, you said there's no accepted truth. There's no, there's, there's no good faith attempt at 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 a co-understanding. There's no yeah. people want to exploit that, and, and both sides. Although you know, uh, we always say that, that there's um unfair characterization of two different situations. That this is this, and this is real. But but the other side sees it the same way. And so and even thinking the other side, like those terms, it's also screwy. Everything's Polarized, and everyone's forced to take a position on a, on a, on a truth that is not filtered through their own process of right and wrong, but it's filtered through some other gas bag in 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 in, in, in midtown Manhattan, coming up with this yeah crap. It's hard. Yeah. What do you remember being an inauthentic version of yourself from any part of your life that you cringe at? Oh yeah. Well, I, mean, I used to have to like run a reel. <laughs> Being, being like David Letterman, who I love, with, with, and I was, I think it was about 41, 42 times over the, 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 the boy and man in the NBC, CBS spectrum. But, but um, yeah, I mean, I remember going on the show with big glasses and cowboy boots and. <laughs> what, you got your roof? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Was that, was that in your 20s or 30s? My 20s, I was at any given moment, anybody. Oh my gosh. I was just. I was just I, I came to Canada. I came from Canada in 1979. Like I, I worked for a couple of years and did like 
Huge Boomer and and, and and Lou Grant. I mean, it, it kind of felt like we were trading things. And and um and then and then I and I had to sit. I was literally down to it. Do you play poker? A little bit, yeah. I was down to a chip in a chair. I was down to like <laughs> and then I and that had all kinds of implications. If I left, I, I owed the IRS like ten thousand dollars, so I wouldn't be able to come back and, and earn that money back. Oh my god! I mean, and, and I knew going back meant. My brother, who's a great guy, had a lot of construction sites. He was superintendent of that. I would have been picking up nails on the construction sites. It just all was bad. It was down to the last second, and I got family ties, and, and my life changed. Oh wow! And like that—that's just always have that. Always have that that thing to look to and say, "Shit can happen." Like you can't—you can't set the bar high enough. Yeah. To, to to eliminate the possibility of good things happening, and and that's the thing. Like like. Say, oh, I'll point it to crap. Oh, how can you be optimistic? It's all terrible. It's like, how about you? But I'm hanging off that last minute when it's great. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pulling on that. Yeah. Growing up, who do you have a memory of like a really strange neighbor or a really unique neighbor? Yeah, I had a few. I had, um, we had a woman that we lived in a, 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 at one point. My, when my father just had a military, we lived in a three story walk up of middle gate apartments. And, and it had a, a swimming pool, but that was fed in awful. And I think it I think it eventually shut down. But but the manager of this place was uh, was a woman I she was insane. She had dark, like she was a country star in a way. She had dark, uh, glowing raven hair and and she wore like white cowboy boots and 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 and, and I don't think they had spanks then, but but spank like yeah, spank esque material. And, and 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 she was very brusque and very, and it was always an opportunity to, to warn us children that we would be the cause of the eviction of our parents. Yeah. And I'd say, why are you negotiating with a nine-year-old about behaving like? like? <laughs> and 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 um and and she, we had I had a pet mouse that I bought with science class, and then he got out. So then I was the the, the scourge of the neighborhood because I let this mouse out in in the neighborhood, and she was just I basically say, and that mouse. I live in fear of this woman coming, popping out of the, out of the hole, <laughs> uh, demanding that I find this mouse. Uh, like, he's a white mouse. He's not like he's going to float in and, and be like a sign of a pestilence in the building. He's clearly from the bed store. That's true. But uh, that's a weird neighbor. So, like, when you watch a movie, read a book, you know, see a play, like, what's the thing that you crave? Like, what's the thing that's your, like, favorite thing? Honest human connection. Like, I was watching a movie last night. It was really cool. Uh, and I don't often like films like this. It's called Rain of Fire. And it was about these dragons that, that, yeah. that, that populate uh, Europe. And, and, and Christian Bale plays this guy who, who, uh, who, who was one of the first ones as a kid to find the dragon. And his mother was killed by the dragons. But, but um, it was Christian Bale, uh, Matthew McConaughey, and, and Gerard Butler. They're all in this movie. And we're all great. Yeah. Look at that, and I say, they're all great. Christian Bale can act his ass off. Yeah. You know, it's just, he just, he just, that's another level. Oh, that's a whole thing. McConaughey is great, and he's getting in this role. He's all puffed, and his sides are glinty, and he's, he's, he says stuff with a cigar in his teeth. And that's all great. Um, but but Christian Bale, just made, in this goofy movie, where he's making make you cry. He's so good. Yeah. Do you uh, do you have a smell from your childhood that that you remember? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't have smell now, which is well, uh, function of Parkinson's disease, which is another one of those things on the list. 
No kidding. Jeez. But 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 I remember the, the smell of pine. Uh, just after Christmas, this apartment building I lived in had had balconies, fire escapes, and everyone would put their trees out there during New Year's and before they picked up, they just couldn't put them on the road. And the whole place smelled like pine. It smelled like a pine forest. Wow. So, what's a thing that you've always enjoyed in your life that you're still enjoying that's like a, you know in solitude i love i love to meditate at the beach i was just doing it this morning this is sit on the beach pound of the waves set the rhythm you just go and and they come back 25 minutes later and say well nothing's changed but everything's changed I wrote this joke recently when I was in Minnesota, but it it makes me think of Canada, which is I find that people who live in these cold climates, they're so they're so tough. You know, it's like it's it's like they have calluses for the for the weather at a certain point. So I was making small talk with the taxi driver from the airport. I go, how's it going with the weather? You know, because it's zero degrees. And the guy and the taxi driver just goes. I can't take it anymore. And I, I, I thought, I thought, can you, can you take it for another ten minutes? Because we're pretty close to the hotel. <laughs> when you were growing up in Canada, did you ever clock how goddamn cold it is? Yeah, there? I mean, sometimes they have really cold. Like, uh, what, I, what I think of when I think of uh, cold is, is um, going on camping trips. Like, we got camping trips in November. And it's like it's like for school. Yeah, it's like, it was so cold. And it, I don't believe children didn't die. Um, <laughs> and they would have carried on anyway, but, but it's so cold that that that, that you 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 you're, you're freezing from the inside out. Yeah. Like normally the inside of you is the last vestige of a warmth. This is like started yeah. somewhere in your perineum and just radiated fingers of ice through, the, through your whole body. Yeah. I think that there's I think there's correlation between com- comedy and and weather. Because the amount of comedians and comedic actors out of Canada, Minnesota, Massachusetts, and it's it's completely disproportionate. Well, there's, a, there's a lot of truisms about the business, I would say. Time plus tragedy equals comedy. Yeah. Or, or and the other is heat is the enemy of comedy. <laughs> I've never heard that. Heat is the enemy of comedy. I guarantee you go to the set of some sitcom that an audience. They got that thing cranked down to like sixty two. Because 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 if you're if you're if you're cold, you're awake, and if you're awake, you're alive. If you're alive, you're gonna be involved in whatever shiny thing they put in front of you, and that's our show. Yeah. And then I jotted this thing down recently, which is uh, this is just a true story. I for my whole career, I've heard about these professional airport greeters who escort celebrities through the airport, <clears throat> and I always thought that's not for me. You know, it's not who I am. <laughs> and then during the pandemic, I was like. All right, I'm going to do the airport greeter thing. So I meet this woman on the curb, JFK. She walks me through security. And we're walking through, totally, this is word for word. She goes, one time I told Hugh Jackman that there's a little nook behind uh, a restaurant right there in Terminal 2, and it's private. It's got great food, and I brought him there, and he loved it. 
And I go, is that where we're going? And she said, nope. <laughs> and then we went to the food court. And then we, I, and then it was never discussed again. At Luma, where's at Luma? It only Hugh Jackman knows. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we went to the food court and she tried to use her card for the 15, with a, for a 15% discount. And the cashier said, is it for you or is it for him? And I'm holding pizza. That's clearly for me. And I go, oh, it's for me. And then we didn't get the 15% discount. And that's when I realized I am not Wolverine. I'm like an Arctic fox eating a pizza at full price. You can't, you, you can't buy it again. They can uh, wait. They can get you the pizza at a discount. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is the... Because you... I. I I mean, genuinely, I grew up on your movies, and to to me, I'm, I look at you and go like, "Well, you clearly like have it all. You could do anything." What is the luxury that actually is as good as someone would think it is? I can say yes first to my family. I can say yes without thinking about it. We want to go here. Yes. Oh, that's what you're saying. I like had this for dinner. Yes. Yes is the first answer because they because they've never done anything. To, to to dishonor that and can yeah well, but it's a great thing like 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 I can't even like can we go to Disneyland we've been to Disneyland fourteen times never in a line yeah what's the what's the inverse what's the thing that doesn't matter how rich and famous you are it's just you got to deal with it well I mean it's that that's every day that's with this and look and say I can't I can't and then the other side is I can't go there I can't go I can't go uh, to Hawaii I can't go. I can't go to the store right now. I can't go to the restaurant right now. Okay, so the final thing we do on the show is it, it, it plays right into what we're already talking about, which is working it out for a cause. And if there's one thing that you want people to know about the Fox Foundation, what is that single thing and how can they help? Um, is it... I just... Barack Obama, but if we, you are the agent of change that you live for. Yeah. You are, you are the tool to get this done. And you can get involved uh, with, with trials. You can get involved with, with uh, anecdotal information that goes into several pipelines that then make that information accessible. And again, accessible to, to, to researchers and other patients. And, and um, like, we can sit around and talk about it. We can do something about it. Yeah, and, and, and doing something better, maybe sitting around and talking about it, but it's attached to an action. Yeah, we don't have an endowment. We don't have we don't have a big pile of money that we didn't dole out to people. Money comes in, goes out. We've identified the science before we've earned the money, and 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 and, and the the, the um, science is ahead of the money. So and so we can't we got to reach that, and 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 we get placed where that where that the money is ahead of the science. We've done it, Michael. Uh, I can't thank you enough for doing this. This has been so enlightening. And I feel, honestly, I feel so lucky to have met you, one of my, my heroes in my life, and to, to witness close up, so, you know, what you're able to do sort of on and off screen is unbelievable. I feel so many times as you say, uh, you, first of all, are a genius. Like, the work you do, the things you find, the, the, the truths you seek out and find, and, and the observations you make uh, always touch me. Thank you. Thank you for getting involved in our foundation. Thank you for all your talents to our, our efforts. And, and, and love to your family. And carry on. Thanks. Working it out, because it's not done.
That's going to do it for another episode of Working It Out. That is Michael J. Fox. You can support the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Research at michaeljfox.org. You can follow him on Instagram at realmikejfox. Uh, I follow him on Instagram. I'm at Burbigs. Our producers of Working It Out are myself, along with Peter Salomon and Joseph Burbiglia, consulting producer Seth Barish, sound mix by Kate Belinsky, Associate producer Mabel Lewis. Special thanks to my consigliere Mike Perkowitz, as well as Marissa Hurwitz and Josh Upfall. Special thanks to Jack Antonoff and Bleachers for their music. As always, very special thanks to my wife, the poet Jay Hope Stein. Our book is called The, the New One. It's a mixture of, of poetry and comedy. Uh, it is at your local bookstore. Support your local bookstores. As always, a special thanks to our daughter, Una, who created a radio fort made of pillows. And thanks most of all to you who are listening. Tell your friends, go on Apple Podcasts and say which was your which was your favorite episode of the show. And so if people come on and they don't know where to begin, they can look at your recommendation and go, oh, wow, this person is directing me to their favorite episode. Thank you all for telling your friends, for telling your enemies. We're working it out. We'll see you next time, everybody.